Welcome to Real Talk on Vicarious Trauma and Compassion Fatigue, where I speak about my firsthand experience as a trauma professional who provides psychological support to those of you with tough jobs. My name is Taryn Hughes. I'm a compassion fatigue therapist and also the founder of New York City-based Forest Hughes and Associates. Let's dive in. This episode is part of a series entitled, How This Work Changes Us. Composed of short vignettes describing this unique experience of working in a helping or protecting profession, we'll explore the multitudes of subtle ways that serving others has shifted our physical and mental states as well as how we perceive and relate to the world. To date, I've worked with thousands of professionals across sectors, such as law enforcement, social services, education, healthcare, emergency services, human trafficking, international peacekeeping, and law. I would like to thank all of my participants and attendees for their great contribution to society and also for their straight from the gut, real talk about the honest impact these career paths have had on them. Much of what you hear is a composite of our shared experiences across sectors, states, and across national borders. My hope is that our words may help you make sense of your experience, provide you some comfort in knowing you're not the only one, and offer a bit of hope and a way forward. Seeing enemies where there are none. That's the topic for today, both the challenge and the gift. Being exposed to trauma on the job, it's something that changes our perception, how we view the world, the people in it, and also our own selves in our own lives. I remember one night when this really hit home, my partner came to me and said, Taryn, sometimes you're seeing enemies where there are none. I paused. He was right. It was true. My perception had changed. I wasn't effectively leaving work at work, a place that required me to have my guard up. So essentially, I wasn't effectively transferring back into my normal life at night and on the weekends. I was coming home with the armor, with the defenses, with the hypervigilant, hyperalert state where I was scanning for safety and danger consistently. This caused me to perceive certain situations and people differently. So if you're also seeing enemies where there are none, if you're getting some feedback from people in your life, just know we're all in it together. This is an occupational hazard. Anybody who works on the front lines works in a situation where they're witnessing human suffering on a regular basis or need to look out to protect others or provide for others' needs. This is something that we're all grappling with, so it's easier just to admit it and and accept that this is part of our reality and there's a gift at the end of this development, which we'll get to by the end of the podcast episode. 
once we're in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, that's when our defenses get activated. And at the same time, our perceptions change. A situation or person can instantly appear differently if we are in a hyper aroused or activated state. What does this practically mean? It means that let's say you're talking to someone on a Tuesday and you're having a great day, you're laughing, you just stepped out of a conference room with your colleagues, you're joking around and Joe walks up to you and says X, Y, and Z. On that day, everything's gonna go smoothly. You think nothing of it, you respond in accord and you keep it moving. But what if Joe steps to you on Wednesday and on Wednesday, you just stepped off of a call where you saw something that most people never see. You're locked into a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn stage. So maybe you shut down, your defenses are up, or you're scanning, you're in fear, high anxiety, whatever it is, when Joe, when Joel rolls up to you in the hallway on Wednesday, totally different response. Now, what's the difference between Tuesday and Wednesday? On Tuesday, you were in flow, you were in your window, you were in your zone, and whatever was coming towards you, you could respond to in a way that you probably like to respond and, and you feel good about that. On Wednesday, it doesn't matter who's coming towards you, your response is going to be different. I want you to think about how many times this has happened to you. So we're discussing how our perceptions change on the job, but I want you to take that back into your everyday home life. I want you to take it back into your marriage or into your friendships. And think about those days where if your friend walks up to you and says something, it just it just rolls off your back and you keep it moving and you you don't think twice about it. But if your friend says something on that hypothetical Wednesday, they're going to get a different response. So think about the impact that that's having on your personal life, on your relationships, on your friendships. This is not something that just impacts our job, our reputation, our health, and our mental health. It affects the people around us as well. We're living every day with numerous micro moments like I just described, and they keep us on edge constantly. And they're continuing to break really important connections, be those professional or personal. I'm going to walk you through four steps because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The first three steps are what you can practically apply. The fourth step is where you reap the benefit and find out the gift. So stay with me. Step number one, you need to practice downshifting into your normal life at the end of your shift every single day. Don't forget about it. If you need to set an alarm, set an alarm and give it a label to remind yourself, downshift, get into normal life. Whatever it is, you need to label it so that you remember to change gears once you clock out. Point number two, 
track the impact. This is something I teach in all my workplace trainings. You've got to track the impact, what's happening in your body, the instant you sense danger. Does your heart start beating faster? Your shoulders tense up? You get a weird twitch in your left eye? Whatever it is, you've got to be able to identify the moment you're activated in order to intercept it and change its course. Number three, get back into your window, your pocket, your zone. We all know when we're out of it, what do you need to do to get good with yourself? Do that. We're going to talk about different tools as the episode goes on. If you have a leader who really cares about the mental health of your staff, you can also have them bring my workplace trainings into your job. We work nationally, internationally, locally, whatever you need. Number four, reap the benefits. So once you're able to live this full range of experiences, meaning that you've seen enough of life, that you've developed an amount of wisdom to be able to understand what's coming at you, this is where you get the gift. But you have to do steps one through three first you have to remind yourself to downshift and get into normal life. You need to track the impact and see the signal that your body's giving you that, hey, 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 we're entering an activated state. So you can intercept it, turn it around, get back into balance. And you need to know what things you can do to get good with yourself to get back into balance. And once you can do that, you're in the power position. Essentially, you're the manager, you're the director of when you turn on this highly developed skill set and perception and when you turn it off and live like a quote unquote normal person. So what's the benefit of this? I'm going to say the benefit is you've, you've got some wisdom. You've got a wide range of life experience to draw from, and I'm going to bet you don't want to be on the other side. You don't want to go backwards to being in a place where as an adult, you're sheltered, you're disconnected from life, and you're living in a really naive state running through the world, trusting everybody and everything. Like That's not really a way to navigate life, but you can put yourself in the driver's seat and learn how to turn those dials and set the tone. So instead of responding to a somewhat distorted perception through a foggy windshield, you can clear your view, essentially wipe the windshield clean with steps one through three so you can see what's ahead and have all your faculties to respond. What is wisdom if not knowing what to do when and how much. This is what you are going to be capable of once you realize and practice being in the driver's seat, turning the dials and setting the tone to what's appropriate. Think about someone in your life, whether it's a leader, an elder, or even a character in a movie that you really look up to who possesses this wisdom. I guarantee they're exhibiting these measured, balanced, approaches to situations, be it professional or personal. They know exactly what to say when, how much to use and apply when. We don't need to be amped up at 100% 
full energy, full defenses, full assertiveness all the time. We can choose to step out of that space where we're constantly scanning for danger and into our life where yes, we can still keep that developed wisdom. We can still have that street smart and we can also be present with our colleagues, our friends, our family, and first and foremost with yourself. So I hope this is helpful. Stay tuned for more episodes and get in touch for bookings if you need to. Those of you who help or protect others for a living, you're my people, the people who run towards crisis or face human suffering when others turn away. Take a moment to sign up for my email list to receive free invites to roundtables where we can discuss the nuances of compassion fatigue and vicarious trauma, and also receive free discounts available only to my direct community. These won't be posted on social media, so sign up today at forestuse.com. Here's my call to action. Please start the discussion in the comment section below and share this podcast with your colleagues so that we can start breaking the silence and isolation. As always, please demonstrate academic integrity by clearly citing myself and my company if you share or teach anything derived or inspired by this episode, as one brief concept is typically representing the distillation of hundreds of hours of instruction and study in this field. Until next time, thank you for listening and taking part in a global movement to protect the mental health of our frontline workers.